It's happening. A Good Feeling Dog Training is launching online dog training courses. If you're too busy to attend a group class, if you live out of my service range, if you need a reminder of what you should be doing with your dogs, online dog training courses are the option for you. I am super excited that two online dog training courses will be dropping June of 2019. If you'd like to get on the wait list, head over to agfdogtraining.com for future updates. Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Welcome to episode number 11 of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am so happy to have you. If you have been listening, thank you for tuning in. It is so much fun to share my dog training knowledge with you. If you are new to Disorderly Dogs, welcome. It's so nice to have you. Thank you for listening. I hope this is, that this episode can be helpful. You can get some good dog training advice. Um, today I want to talk about hiking with dogs. So I'm going to break that down into a few categories. I'm going to talk about conditioning, gear, on leash versus off leash, and training. Um, if you are new to the podcast, feel free to follow me over on Instagram at a good feeling underscore NCO. You can also find me on Facebook at A Good Feeling Dog Training. I post polls in my Insta stories, kind of getting feedback about what people want to hear about on the podcast. So if you want to hear about something in particular, um, watch out for those Insta stories. Thank you to everyone who participated in the Instagram poll this week. It's good information. Um, I think it was like 65% of people who voted wanted to hear about hiking with dogs. So Thank you for that suggestion. So um, hiking with dogs, right? This is something that I do very often. I probably have been hiking with dogs once a week for seven years, maybe eight years. Um, I am also really blessed that I get to hike with my mom almost every week. If you follow me on Instagram, I posted a picture of her on there. So shout out to mom. Um, her and I have been... We've been hiking together for a long time. We've climbed some big old mountains together. We've climbed with dogs that aren't even alive anymore. So yeah, I'm really lucky that I get to hike a lot. So I hope that this podcast can give you some good information about hiking. So if you have not been hiking with your dog, hopefully this gives you some ideas of how you can hike with them. And also if you already hike with your dog, I hope that this is good information. So let's start with conditioning. I want to make sure that my dog is in good physical health before I'm doing a ton of hiking with them. So if you have a young dog, a young dog being like under like five months, you don't want to do very much distance with them. 
Um, if you have a young dog that's probably like a year or younger, you want to be careful about building up the calluses on their pads so that their feet aren't tender. So those are definitely things you want to consider, right? Distance um, and the age of your dog and the capabilities of your dog. Um, if you have a young athletic dog, hike away. If you have a young dog that maybe isn't super athletic, I would take it easy on them. So I probably wouldn't do more than a couple of miles on my first hike. Um, if you have an old dog, it's really dog dependent. I have an old dog. She's almost 12 and she keeps up like nobody's business. So she still comes. <laughs> um, so yeah, when I'm looking at doing hiking with my dogs, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm choosing an appropriate distance. Um, wherever you live, you know, you, you may have different elevation gain options here in Colorado. We're really lucky that you can gain a lot of elevation on some of these trails. So um, keep in mind that going high in elevation is going to be really strenuous. So if you're not sure that your dog can keep up, you probably want to be careful about choosing a trail that doesn't have a ton of elevation gain. I'm also trying to look at the footing on hiking trails. Um, I think Audubon Mountain in Boulder is definitely a trail that's like very like rocky. It's like that shale. And that's one that like if I am going to do it with my dogs, I make sure that I have the dog booties. Um, or if I don't have the dog booties, I'm probably going to avoid that trail. That can be super tough on the dog's paws. And if I'm worried that the dog is going to get a cut on their paw where we're hiking a 13er, not really a good option. So those are definitely things I'm thinking about in like the conditioning department before I choose a hike to take my dogs on. I think this goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. Make sure that dogs are allowed on the hiking trail that you're doing. There are several several trails in Colorado that dogs are not allowed, and I respect that, right? If dogs aren't allowed, I don't take dogs on the trail because while I love my dogs and I love hiking with them, I also understand that the landscape and the trails can only stay so nice with so much use. So I really try and be mindful of that and recognize that it's not worth compromising the landscape to break the rules and bring my dog with me. Okay, so um, let's talk about gear, gear that I am hiking with. So um, when I hike with my dogs, they're either on their Freedom no-pull harnesses or they have their doggy backpacks on, just kind of depending on the time of year. Um, this time of year, they've been wearing their backpacks because we're gearing up for backpacking season. So I'm making sure that I started with empty backpacks. And now over the next couple of weeks, I'll start to add stuff to their backpacks. So when we go for real on our backpacking trip, I feel like the dogs are in you know good shape to be doing it. Um, when I hike with my dogs, they're either on a six foot leash um, or I, I like to bring a 20 foot long leash just in case so I can give um, Waylon some more privileges. Tiva is pretty trustworthy, so it's either a six foot leash or off leash for her. But for Waylon, I like to have the, the long leash pack, so I have it as an option. Um, I always have a treat pouch, always. People ask, like, do you always have to use treats? Like, just build it in. The dogs always have to eat. It's not that hard. So I always have my treat pouch. Um, if you want to know what kind of treat pouch I use, if you follow me on Instagram, you can see it in, like, every picture. Doggone good clicker company makes the treat pouch. It's awesome. 
Um, and then I have what I like to call a doggy trail mix. <laughs> so that's usually a couple different varieties of treat mixed together. So um, on Monday, the doggy trail mix was dried mini sardines, cheddar cheese, and then um, fresh pet. They have these like little nuggets. It's like dog food you can just buy in like the refrigerator section at the grocery store. So I had all three of those mixed in as my doggy trail mix. So that's some of the gear I have for me. Um, obviously I make sure I have a water bowl, water. Um, if you don't have a dog first aid kit, I highly recommend you hike with one just for safety's sake. Um, I also usually have a bear bell, whether I'm wearing it or that whether I have it on the dogs. It's kind of a good indicator if there's wildlife in the area, like, hey, we're making noise, maybe you should scatter. Um, that's also for my sake because Boylan really likes deer. So the more of a heads up I can give deer and the out of sight they can be when we arrive, the better. Um, I'm also going to invest in a GPS, GPS tracking collar. Um, I don't have one for the dogs yet because the price tag is pretty high, but there's money being saved for that. So those are kind of, you know, some things to think about when you're thinking about gear. Um, gear for me, I just use like, it's like a waste fanny pack with water bottles by, I think Osprey makes it. Um, that's my preferred, um, you know, gear, unless we're backpacking, in which case then obviously I have my backpack. So yeah, that kind of gives you an idea of some of the gear that I have for the dogs and for me when we're hiking. Um, something that I think is really important and I think it's easy to forget is that some trails have leash laws. Okay. And again, while I really love for my dogs to be off leash, I'm also doing my best to honor leash laws because again, these trails get trampled. They get so much use. And if your dog is off the trail, then they're running around and they could be causing damage other other places on the trail so you know if there are leash laws at the trail I'm doing my best to recognize and honor those um so yeah on leash versus off leash if there are leash laws your dog should be on a leash if there are leash laws and there are no one else on the trail and your dog will stay close to you and come back when you call them I think that there's some wiggle room um I'm really careful about where I let Waylon off leash just because we're still working on his recall. Tifa's recall is amazing. And seriously, if she's off leash, she walks right next to me and stays on the trail. So, you know, if I'm on a trail that there are leash laws and there's no one else and she's walking right behind me, then she's not attached to a leash, but she's still behaving as if she was on a leash, if that makes sense. So, um, Something else to consider on leash versus off leash. If you're on a trail where the dogs are allowed to be off leash and there's a bunch of wildlife and your dog will chase and or harass wildlife, your dog should still be on a leash, right? Like we're in their home. Your dog should not be allowed to harass or interfere with wildlife. Okay, if your dog chases one chipmunk, I think that's one thing. But if your dog is off leash and they're constantly chasing things and kind of disturbing the order, then I don't think it's appropriate for the dog to be off leash. Okay, um, it, it depends on the dog. You know, like Tiva doesn't really care about deer. She doesn't really care about elk. So like if we were to encounter those and she was off leash, it would be a non-issue. 
For Waylon, on the other hand, he really loves deer. And it's interesting because I think that he just gets pumped and wants to like run around and deer run away from him. And he thinks that game of chase is super fun. So that is something that I am always managing because even if I'm on a trail where the dog is allowed to be off leash, if I think that we are going to encounter deer, he's either on his six foot leash or on his 20 foot leash. He is not completely off leash because I don't want him rehearsing the behavior of chasing and harassing deer. Okay, and then I think you just have to know your area, you know, like wherever you live, be aware of mating seasons, right? So like in Colorado, um, coyotes are mating right now. So we're super cautious of like big grassy fields. I don't let the dogs be off leash because there could be a coyote there. Um, obviously, you know, like in the spring, deer are having young, elk are having young. So that's definitely something that I'm trying to be conscious of so that if the dog is off leash and we encounter those deer, if I don't think that the dog is going to come back, I don't risk it and I don't let them be off leash. Yes, letting the dogs be off leash on hikes is way more fun for you and for them, but there is also risk and I want to make sure that I'm leaving the landscape the way that I found it, right? So leave no trace and that means for your dogs too. So it's not always fun, but sometimes I leave the dogs on leash for lots of different reasons, okay? Um, if you are on a trail where there are lots of other hikers and you have your dog off leash, I really think that if you can't call your dog off of that person, they shouldn't be off leash. I don't think it's fair to inconvenience other hikers um, or other hikers with dogs if your dog is off leash and you can't get them under control. Okay, so something to consider. And, you know, Sunny could be super dog reactive slash dog aggressive. And it was an awful feeling to be on a trail that had leash laws and my dogs were on leash and an off leash dog was charging at us and the owner was calling and the dog wasn't listening. Right. Like that's you don't want to put your fellow hiker or dog owner in that situation. That's really just not fair. So I think be conscious and realize that not all dogs are friendly. Not all people like dogs. And it's up to you to keep your dog under control. OK, so that's kind of my two cents on the the on leash versus off leash concept of training. I mean, I'm sorry, of hiking. So that leads me into training. What skills should your dog have trained or be in the works of being trained to go hiking? Um, an obvious one would be loose leash walking. Okay, so um, Waylon used to be an awful puller. I mean, just drag me pull. And hiking <laughs> was definitely difficult. So that's something that I spent a lot of time on outside of hiking was working on those loose leash manners. Um, he doesn't have to walk perfectly on the leash, right? Like he's allowed to like sniff and explore and stuff like that, but not drag me places. So that's definitely a skill I think that dogs should have. Um, they don't have to have it perfect before you go hiking, but I think they should have a concept of how to behave on a leash before you put them in the scenario of a hiking trail. Okay. Um, I think that leave it is a really practical life skill that translates really nicely to hiking so that, you know, if they were to chase after something, you should, you could cue leave it. If they were going to bother someone, you could cue leave it, so on and so forth. There's lots of practical uses for it. Um, and then, you know, I think this goes without saying again, but a recall. Your dog has to have a concept of what it means to come when called if you're going to do any sort of off-leash hiking. Um, if you're not sure if your dog will come when called, then they should not be completely off leash. 
I've talked about it before, but I'll talk about it again. I love a long leash as a management technique. If you haven't already listened to episode number four, I go more in depth talking about recall training. But again, I really don't think that a dog should be off leash if you cannot trust them to come when called. Okay, there's just, there's too much risk in it, if you ask me. And yes, I want dogs to have privileges. Yes, I want dogs to be dogs and sniff and explore, but not put them in a scenario where they could possibly fail and the outcome could be potentially dangerous for them or for me. Okay, so um, those are the things that I think you should have trained. Um, I also just want to kind of touch on wildlife encounters while hiking. Um, thank you, Delaney for that suggestion on Instagram. Um, so in all my years of hiking, I already talked about the porcupine. If you don't know about the porcupine incident, listen to episode number four. Um, that was just kind of an oversight on my part, the porcupine incident, because the dogs were sniffing around in a bush and I didn't really think much of it. So I didn't call them away. I gave them no information at all. And Waylon tried to bite the porcupine and got quilled. So that's definitely something that like I'm getting better about managing that if the dogs are kind of messing around in the bushes, I'm calling them out and they are listening and I am reinforcing the food for that. Um, I have had a mountain lion encounter while hiking. Um, my dogs are actually off leash. This happened several years ago, um, before Waylon. This was with Tiva and Sunny and they were off leash and thankfully they were pretty close, but we were walking forward and we were kind of at this point at the trail where there was kind of like a lookout and the mountain lion was standing on a rock looking over the, you know, like the outlook, but not looking in our direction. Um, I did what you are not supposed to do. I moved away really quickly and thankfully called the dogs and they came right back. But if you don't already know this, if you encounter a mountain lion or a bear, you need to act big, get your arms up, make a lot of noise and do not turn your back to them. Walk away from them while still facing them. Okay. So, um, if you didn't know that <laughs> now, you know, do not run away from bears or mountain lions. That is not a good choice. Um, and thankfully, we were able to get away before the mountain lion really recognized us. And then I was able to warn some of the other hikers coming behind us on the trail that there was a mountain lion there. Um, you know, we've had tons and tons of run-in with wildlife in the form of deer and elk. And like I said, that's something that if I know there's going to be deer or elk, I keep Waylon on the leash because he likes to chase. And that is really dangerous. Tiva doesn't really care about deer, so it's kind of a non-issue for her. Um, and this is all dog dependent, you know, like your dog's motivation when it comes to, to wildlife. Um, we've encountered several um, herds of mountain goats when we we're hiking above tree line. Um, interesting, inter interestingly enough, Waylon doesn't really care about mountain goats, which is strange because you think he would. Tifa doesn't really care either. So, you know, I still keep them on leash just as a safety precaution, but that makes my life easier. So yeah, those are kind of some of the wildlife encounters that I run into over the years. Um, if you have stories about wildlife encounters, I would love to hear about them. So feel free to tag me on Instagram. It's always just kind of interesting to know. Um, just a quick side note on dogs and wildlife. Um, it's probably specific to where you live, but I know that in the state of Colorado, if a dog is chasing and or harassing wildlife, um, 
wildlife employees, you know, um, parks and recreation, um, they are allowed to shoot your dog if they are harassing wildlife. So I think that that's definitely something to consider. Um, if your dog is off leash and harassing wildlife, like that could be really dangerous. So don't let your dogs do that. Um, so I hope that this episode was helpful. If you liked this episode, please feel free to take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories. Tell me what you liked about it. Um, if you have suggestions for the podcast podcast going forward, like I said, keep an eye out on my Insta stories because I like to do polls there. So um, thank you very much for tuning in. It's been real fun and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Are you using enrichment to make your dog's mealtime more exciting and tire them out at the same time? If you're not already using enrichment during your dog's mealtime, head on over to agfdogtraining.com to get a link to my free ebook, Dog Enrichment the Easy Way. The ebook gives several suggestions for how you can make your dog's meal more enriching, how you can mentally tire them out with very little effort on your part. So go ahead and check it out. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at A Good Feeling Dog Training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.